Welcome to the Social Pod, a podcast brought to you by Socknet 98, a network of universities sharing the common interest for social work in an international perspective. In our episodes, you will hear from students around the world studying social work and interviews and lectures from our international university weeks. In this episode, you will listen to a recorded podcast episode that is made by two of our students that has taken a class called SOGLO, Social Work in a Global World. Their assignment in the course is to make a podcast episode that shows that they have reached one of the learning outcomes in the course. We hope that you as students or teachers can be inspired by this episode to you use podcast as a form of assessment in other courses and as an alternative medium instead of the typical written assignments in higher education. So please enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing mental health with two of our students. Um, so I'll have them introduce themselves to you. I'll start with my right. Hello, everyone. My name is Karimi. And yeah. Hi, my name is Eva. And I'm a human service major. And we're going to talk about mental health. All right. Thank you, ladies, for joining me. My name is Rocio Garcia. I'm an adjunct professor at California State University, Dominguez Hills. So today um, I wanted to talk to you ladies about mental health. Why did you ladies um, think it was important to focus on discussing mental health today? I believe prioritizing mental health nowadays, it's really important overall, the concept of it, um, since it does... um, it influences your overall uh, day-to-day actions and your well-being. Um. Um, I thought it was important because since we've been here um, in Norway, I've seen how they prioritize it as opposed to in the U.S. There's talk of it, but there's not as much um, prioritization. And I think that we could implement some of the things that they have. Okay, good. Um, Why do you ladies think that mental health overall is important? Um, I think mental health is important because that's, if you don't have your mental health, I don't want to say everything else kind of falls apart, but in a way it can. Um, When you do not prioritize yourself or if you're not taught to prioritize yourself, then you start to see other side effects. Okay, All right. Um, How was your mental health when you decided to come to Norway for three months? Where were you at mentally? Honestly, when it comes to mental health, um, I would say that it wasn't at the lowest, but it wasn't at the bestest as well. Um, My stay in Norway for these past almost three months has definitely in positively um, impacted my mental health with everything that we've experienced so far. So um, I've definitely seen changes. Uh, yeah. um, I think my mental health was decent, <laughs> um, but I felt like I was moving too fast. I was taking on more than I needed to, and I was not sitting down. Being here um, has allowed me to sit down and kind of assess things and prioritize things and um, kind of just 
give me a moment to kind of regroup and get ready for the next phases of life. Okay, good. I'm glad that you've had that moment to slow down a bit. Um, when you ladies go back um, to the United States, what are what is the population that you plan on servicing? Um, personally, I work with seniors already, but my goal is to work with children and seniors um, in a social work capacity. Okay. Um, I when going back to the U.S., I plan on working with the children population. Um, I know our populations are in need, but um, I've always seen myself working best with children. Okay. Um, What are some of the mental health issues um, when you're working with the population that you that you both like? What are some of the things that you feel that you should be able to recognize um, so that you can better service these populations? In my, um, I guess from my research and what I've been reading a lot um, from the U.S. news is that we have a huge uproar of the bullying. Um, We have a large number of people committing suicide at a younger age. Um, And people starting to talk about not feeling recognized. I think that I want to emphasize on that see where um, I can be helpful in that area to teach like coping skills and um, let them know that this is not their last moment. You know, things will pass and it's hard, but, you know, just give it a couple years. It'll get a little better. Okay. Um, I definitely emphasize um, with children and specifically um Engaging them with coping skills, how Eva mentioned, and um, learning them how to learn, teaching them how to engage with their emotions and learning how to process and um, manage things. Uh, it's not really mentioned a lot, but um, children do. Have feelings. Have feelings, and they need to assess their needs as well. It goes for everybody. Okay. So if I heard both of you uh, ladies correctly, then just really focusing on feelings and being able to to read read them, um, whether they're sharing their feelings or whether you're able to, like, notice how they're feeling so that you can see what their needs are. Right. Okay. All right. Good. Um, what are some of the healthy practices you personally use um, to cope with life overall? Um, I am a disengager. I don't know if that's a good practice or bad, depending on who you're talking to. Um, I tend to kind of withdraw and try to assess things. I um, try not to impulsively respond to things. Um, I also am a avid reader. Um, and I do a lot with my family. We're kind of a tight niche family. And so I usually, you know, when I'm having a moment or I feel like I need a little more love or something is off, then I will go and sit up under my parents or something like that. Um, Go see my nephew, you know, like just things that kind of make me happy, um, cook, you know, just things that make me feel 
like I'm being me. Like it's not, you know, I'm not feeling pulled or tugged or anything. Just, you know, kind of remembering the simple things. I think those are the best things for me personally. And I also think that therapy is amazing. I think people need a sounding board, Mm -hmm. you know, good friends, that type of thing. Um, On my end, if I were to be asked this question a couple of months ago, I definitely say that I manage my, some of the coping skills um, when it comes to mental health is managing like my problems and whatever I may be going through by myself instead of, um, instead of getting myself together with involving others such as uh, a friend um, or your family. And now I think it's really important um, to involve myself with others. I think that's probably one of the best coping skills, um, learning how to um, address your feelings not only to yourself but to others and not only keeping stuff to yourself because I found that really draining. And other than that, just reading like a good book um um I also like some alone time you know it kind of allows me to reflect but also surrounding yourself with your loved ones and um yeah definitely just having some type of support group okay and when um Eva was mentioning about um a therapist you you I saw you nodding your head and and Mm -hmm. agreeing to that can you speak a little bit more about that oh yeah um with therapy um I have been doing therapy for a couple of years now, and that has definitely allowed me to become more open with myself and with others and gaining this new perspective. And it's just allowed me to know more of myself. And I definitely, when it comes to therapy, I really recommend that for others because it not only prioritizes yourself, but you start thinking about your surroundings and what are some of the things that may be impacting your mental health and um, considering all of the influencing factors it may not only be people but specific things that you're not just as aware um, until therapy so I find that very important when it comes to mental health and basically I would like to like advocate for others that mental health is uh is a priority and therapy is definitely um, an option. An option, yeah. Okay, good. And I heard both of you mentioned um, that you know community is important or having someone to um, depend on or or have us a sounding board, like you said, Eva, um, that that's important. How do you plan to um, assist clients um, when working with them in regards to that? Um, I think that I would, um, I guess you kind of have to know the client depending on, I plan to work in possibly underserved communities. So I may implement that, um, as far as family and friends, but if they are in a not healthy, um, setting, then I would look for mentors. Um, I would look for after school programs. I would look into, um, buddy-buddy systems as far as other students that are in the area, that are in their classrooms, um, or just, you know, connecting with somebody at the PTA or see if there's someone on campus to connect. 
I um I know it's easier said than done and I know that by God's grace that I was able to have, you know, healthy slash dysfunctional family like anyone else. Mm-hmm. And so I know that I can go to them, but I have a lot of situations that um, people aren't able to. And so I think that we do need to use our community. We need to use the outside resources. There's a lot of, you know, um, programs, the um, brothers, um, brother to brother programs and just teaming up. And so I would try to engage some of those in like sports and all those types of things. Um, and then kind of see where that goes because there's not one specific, um, it's not one specific answer <laughs> for everybody. Yes. Um, and I think it goes back to um, when you're working with a client, it's all at an individual level. And yes. I like what you mentioned, Eva, that at the beginning you said getting to know the client and seeing what they need. Because, um, you know, although some of us may have family members um, that are supportive, some of us won't have that. So right. I'm glad that you're thinking in terms of assessing what the client has right now and where can you come in to help um, increase their network, their right. support su- system. Right. Yeah, that was one of the things that we were learning here was, which was new to us, was the salutogenesis, excuse me, salutogenesis um, system. And within their model, we are literally assessing um, their needs, not only their needs, but like the past things and, you know, the future things. So how we can um, advocate what are the things are the triggering factors and all this type of stuff. So it kind of gave me more of a point of view from that point, excuse me, from that area to say, okay, well, this child has this issue, but is the issue triggering from the specific parent that brings the kid to school? Mm -hmm. Is that the triggering one when the other days they're okay? Or is it a, you know, they feel like, once they get here, they're fine, and then they go into classroom, and maybe they have a bully or something. So just seeing the surrounding um, triggering factors. factors. Okay, good. Yeah, so basically understanding the person and their whole environment yes. and seeing how that's impacting them overall. Yes. So good, thank you. Um, and then as you ladies are preparing now to go back home, um, how would you say your mental health is? I would definitely say I'm going back home with um more um, positive and better mental health than when I originally got here a couple of months ago. I have definitely enjoyed um, the experience, just being um, present um, as the days goes by and just being uh, outdoors and learning from a whole other culture, a different language. And not only that, just having time for myself and um even though we did come here for our studies but it did give me time to kind of just sit down for once and do something for myself and I'm definitely going back happier than when um when you came when I first came here okay thank you Eva thoughts um is that on a one to ten square? <laughs> <laughs> How are we doing this? <laughs> yeah, let's put a number so to make it easier. Um, one to ten. Where's your mental health? My mental health is probably a strong seven, close okay. eight, hmm. which is great. Um, I I needed time. 
I needed time to assess. I am getting ready to apply to grad school and I am nervous. (laughs) (laughs) And so I needed time to say, okay, this is what you want to do. This is how you want to do it. Um, And to be able to tell myself it's not going to be perfect, but this is, you know, I was able to like write it down and see a couple of things that I'm going to implement when I come go back that, you know, the two, the 290 rule for me now. <laughs> and um, just try to be a lot more, you know, focused and prioritize me a little more and go from there. All right. Thank you, ladies, for sharing your thoughts. Um, I think you. the main thing that I heard from both of you is to prioritize yourselves as you uh, walk away from this experience. So thank you very much for sharing your thoughts. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.